asking, Lord, you would anoint these lips of clay today to speak to your people. God, you got a word for your people today. You're going to help us today. Lord, open our hearts and minds to receive your word today. Let your word go forth with boldness. And we rebuke and bind every voice that would try to speak anything contrary to your word. And we command it to be silent right now. Anything that would try to hinder or oppose the, the preaching of the word today, we rebuke and bind it and command you to cease and desist in Jesus' name. Open our ears and prepare our hearts and minds to receive what thus saith the Lord today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Before you, you're seated, why don't you shake somebody's hand and say, I'm glad you're here. Come on, shake somebody's hand and say, I'm glad you're here today. Hey, God's got a word for you. Amen. You can be seated when you're done with that. Amen. I'm so glad that you're all here, and I'm so glad Jesus is here. So let me ask you a question this morning. How many of you, just, just raise your hand, how many of you desire to be blessed by God? Come on now, how many of you? Really, I heard a few amens. I got a couple of hands up. I see Brother Sam back there. He's raising up both hands. How many of you desire to be blessed by God? Well, I got, good, Brother Charles, good. Hey, I, got a, I, got a, I got news for you today, newsflash. Um, you are. Come on, somebody. Pastor said it. I think we get amnesia sometimes. Guess what? You are blessed. I love the song that says, I am blessed, I am blessed. Every day that I live, I am blessed. When I wake up in the morning, when I lay my head to rest, I am blessed. Amen. I'm blessed. But beyond that, I want to be blessed. I want God's favor on my life. I want to walk in favor. I want to walk in victory. I, I don't seek after God's blessing, by the way. That's not, that's not what I'm doing. I seek after God, but I do still desire his blessing. Amen. But did you know this morning that it is God's desire to bless you? A couple of amens. A couple of you know that. Hopefully I can help you out a little bit. It is God's desire to bless you. As a matter of fact, if we look at the book of Genesis way back in the beginning, Genesis chapter one and verse twenty eight. The Bible says this is right after God created in verse twenty six and twenty seven. It talks about how God created man. Created him male and female. And this is the very, very next verse. And God did what? And God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Do you understand that the first thing God did after he created us was to bless us? Come on, somebody. The very first thing God did after he created mankind was to bless mankind. We were created with the blessing of God in mind. Can I get an amen on that? Look at your neighbor and say, I am blessed. Look at your neighbor again and say, God wants to bless you even more. Deuteronomy chapter 28 verses 1 and 2. It says, and it shall come to pass if. Now, that word if there means there's a contingency here what comes after this if I do that then God's going to do something for me if thou shalt hearken 
diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings, somebody say all these blessings. All these blessings, which blessings? Well, the ones that are going to continue on in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou shalt, there's that word hearken again, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. So two times God said that I will bless you if you hearken to my voice. That word hearken simply means to hear, to listen to, and to obey. To hear, to listen to, and obey. I can't expect the blessing of God upon my life without hearkening. I can't expect him to bless me if I don't hear his word, listen to his word, and obey his word. But when we do hearken, it's good to have Brother Vernon. Brother Vernon, I know you got your notebook in your hand, but can you, can you come and help me out for a second? This is what happens. God said that this is what happens when I, when I hearken unto the Lord. So we're going to pretend just a moment that I'm God. I know it's a stretch of the imagination. I get it. you got to imagine really hard for that. I, I get that. I get that. Maybe I should, be, maybe I should let you be God. <laughs> no, <you're> <laughs> so I'm God, and I'm going to give you some directions, okay? I want you to walk back over to the back wall over there. Walk to the back wall. Yes, sir. He heard. He listened. He even confirmed that he heard right. Brother Vernon, when you get there, I want you to take a left. Take a left. Keep going. He's listening to. He's hearkening. He's listening to the voice. I want you to stay, shake Brother Lou's hand as you walk by. Look at that. He's listening. He's obeying. Shake. You, you can shake somebody's hand. It's all right. All right. It's okay. It's okay. All right. Keep going to the left. Go to the left now. Keep going. Shake Brother Pastor Tryon's hand real quick. As he's listening, as he's obeying, I'm catching up with him. I'm grabbing him. I caught up with him. I chased him. What was happening the whole time? Thank you, Brother Vernon. You can be seen. What was happening the whole time he was listening to and obeying the voice of the Lord? I was following. God was following. God was chasing him. Now, we say we ought to seek after God, but when I begin to seek after God, when I begin to listen to what he has to say, and when I begin to follow and obey his voice, he begins to start chasing me down. And as he's chasing me, the Bible says, these blessings shall overcome you, and they shall, they shall come on you, and they shall overtake you. Literally, it means it's going to chase you down and almost tackle you from behind. That's what the blessing of the Lord, that's what God will do. He will cause his blessings to overtake you from behind if you will hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Look at somebody and say, I'm blessed. And the Bible says if we do that, then we'll be blessed in the city and we'll be blessed in the field and, we'll, and God will bless the fruit of our body, which means our children. How many of you want your children to be blessed? And he'll bless the, the fruit of your ground, which means your labor and your work. How many of you want your labor to be blessed or your, your business to be blessed or, or whatever you do for God to be? To, and whatever you do as, as a business, you want your bank account to be blessed. Come on, we need that, all right? <laughs> I need some money every now and then. 
He said, you'll bless your basket and your store. In other words, your bank account. He said, you'll be blessed when you come. He'll be blessed when you go. You'll be blessed everywhere you go. And the enemy won't be able to stand against you all the days of your life. They'll come against you one way, and they'll flee away from you seven ways. Oh, come on, somebody. I'm talking about the blessing of the Lord today. The Bible says not only will he bless you, but he will command the blessing upon you in your storehouses and in all you set your hand to do he said I'll make you the head and not the tail and you'll always be above and you'll never be beneath if you will hearken unto my voice listen I'm not I'm not preaching some sort of name it claim it prosperity gospel this morning because if you want God's blessing you have to earn it I didn't say you got to earn salvation Salvation is a free gift. It comes by grace, which is the unmerited or the undeserved or the unearned grace of God. You can't earn your salvation. You can't be good enough. You can't give, give enough money. You can't, you can't uh, feed enough poor to save yourself. Those are good things to do. There's nothing wrong with those things. And God wants us to do those things, but that's not how you're saved. You don't have to earn your salvation. But you do have to earn God's blessing and God's favor on your life. Do you desire God's blessing this morning? So in our text, we read about the people of God under King Jehoshaphat, and they were in the valley of Baraka. That word Baraka in the Hebrew, it means blessing. It means blessing. And I want to preach to you this morning from this simple title, the valley of of blessing the valley of blessing children of Israel had just spent three days in our text as we were reading gathering the spoils from a battle and it was so much the Bible says they couldn't carry it away that's why it took them three days they'd get as much as they could one day and they'd go out and they'd carry it away and they'd put it somewhere and then they had to come back and get more and it was there and the blessings were there it was so much they couldn't carry away God had blessed them so much three days they had gathered and then on the fourth day, the Bible says they got together in this valley and they began to realize just how blessed they were. I don't know, but maybe it happened like this. Maybe all of a sudden as they're sitting there counting their gold coins and, and their pretty diamonds and emeralds and sapphires and all those things that they, that they had collected and all, the, all the, the weapons and things, all the spoils of war as they were, as they were looking at it, Maybe somebody just all of a sudden stood up and began to testify. Look what the Lord has done. Oh, come on now. Look what the Lord has done. Maybe somebody said, look what the Lord done for me. And then, and then when he got done, somebody else got up and said, well, look what the Lord has done for me. And before he could even get done, somebody else said, well, look what the Lord has done for me. And they began to bless. The Bible says they began to bless the Lord. The Bible says that in this valley, they blessed the Lord. And therefore, whenever you see the word therefore in Scripture, you need to say wherefore. Because you need to ask yourself, what, what is he talking about? Therefore, why? Therefore, they, they, they called that valley the Valley of Baraka or the Valley of Blessing. Why did they call it the Valley of Blessing? Because it was in that valley that they blessed the Lord. And it was in that valley that they realized how blessed they were. There's nothing like praising the Lord a little bit and counting your blessings to realize just how blessed you are. Come on, somebody. 
Pastor said it. I, I think sometimes we forget. Sometimes we, sometimes we forget just how blessed we are. Sometimes we forget how good it feels and just how much of a privilege it is to be saved. But guess what? I need to, I need to sometimes just sit back and count your many blessings. Name them one by one. And realize just how blessed I am. And in that valley, they began to bless the Lord. And we always talk about the valley as being the low point. The Bible says in that valley, they were blessed. It was a valley of blessing because they blessed the Lord. I, I, I wish somebody would hear me this morning. You want to be blessed? Sometimes you're just one praise away from your blessing. Oh, come on. Do I need to say that again? Sometimes you're, Sister Deborah, sometimes you're just one praise away from your blessing. Sometimes you're one hallelujah away from what God is getting ready to do in your life. If you stop short, maybe God's not going to, maybe he's going to withhold. But sometimes, Sister Marilyn, you just need to bless the Lord one more time. And it's time to get your blessing. <laughs> so how do we get to the valley of blessing? For Jehoshaphat, he had to go through the battlefield. Before he got to the valley of blessing. He had to go through the, through the valley where he had a battle. Before he got to the valley where he had a blessing. Come on now. We sing about it. We talk about it. We like to pray for victory, right? But there is no victory without a battle. Come on, somebody. I mean, the very definition of the word victory is to, is to overcome an enemy. It means you've got to have an enemy and you have to fight a battle. The very definition of victory is, is to achieve success in a struggle against odds or difficulties. There is no victory without a battle. You've got to learn how to fight. Come on, somebody. You can't be a victor without first being a warrior. Amen. Do I need to say that again? You can never be a victor without first being a warrior because the warriors fight, and it's the warriors who get the victory. Come on now. Look at your neighbor and say, you better learn how to fight. Come on now. Come on, you better learn how to fight. Many times before the blessing comes a battle. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Some of you came in here this morning wondering why you're struggling, wondering why the battle goes hard against you. This, this service, let me just tell you, this service was set up even from the opening scripture. Brother Kane had no idea what I'm preaching about, had no idea what I'm going to talk about. The songs that were sang, my wife didn't know what I was going to preach about. Um, and she might have got a glimpse of my notes or whatever, but Sister Sarah, I guarantee, didn't have a, ha have a glimpse of my notes because I didn't write them until 4 o'clock this morning. So... <laughs> I had my message earlier. I just didn't get a chance being at junior camp and all the, to write my message out. And so I didn't even write my message until, until this morning. They had no idea. But the songs they sang about blessing the Lord and having victory and, 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 and all. I mean, let me tell you, that, that was just anointed by God. This whole service is getting ready to come to a climax in just a little bit. Because God is getting ready to give some people victory this morning. Because I believe you came in here wondering, some of you came in here wondering, why is it so hard right now? Why is the battle going hard against me? But God has a word for you this morning, and he wants to tell you that on the other side of the battle, there's a blessing. Come on now. On the other side of the battle, there's a blessing. 
So look, look at this. Five days before our text, in my estimation, I believe it was about five days, if you count up the days that happened. Five days before we read that they gathered together in the Valley of Baraka, in the Valley of Blessing. King Jehoshaphat gets up early in the morning, goes and sits at the royal table, and they bring him some royal pancakes with some royal butter. The butter melts real nicely and runs down the stack of pancakes. Hope y'all ate breakfast this morning. And he takes that royal maple syrup and begins to pour it over, over those pancakes. And they bring him a side of bacon. Oh, it had to be turkey bacon because he was a Jew. And just about the time he cuts into that pancake and he stabs the fork in there and, 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 and grabs a piece of bacon in the other hand and begins to bring it up to his mouth, somebody comes running in. King! Oh, king! Getting ready to ruin your breakfast. There is a multitude gathered together against you. They have come to take over the nation of Judah. They have come to take over your kingdom. They have come to defeat you and take you out. Well, that'll spoil your breakfast. I might eat my pancakes first before I did anything. But, but you know what he did? <laughs> but you ever felt that way, though? See, my things are going good, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, bam! Slapped upside the head with a battle. Bam, a tree falls on your car. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> right in the middle of everything going well, and right before you get ready to take a, get, get, get a good taste of the goodness of the Lord, all of a sudden it's like, bam, something happens. Multitude is against you. And the Bible says that Jehoshaphat feared. But he didn't let fear cripple him. Come on, somebody. The problem with some of us is we let fear cripple us. Sister Angie, we let fear paralyze us and keep us from doing what God wants us to do. We're getting ready to step out in our day. We're getting ready to, to enjoy the blessings of God. We're getting ready to go and obey the voice of the Lord and to, to hearken to the voice of the Lord. And all of a sudden, the enemy stands up in front of us to try to cut us off. And we're like, ooh. Can't go over there. Turn over here. Whoa. I can't go that way. You look around and the multitude is surrounding you. Anybody ever felt that way? Come on, I know I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. You let the enemy beat you up one side and down the other and put fear in your mind. But fear is not of the Lord. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 says, For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Come on, somebody. Fear is not of God. Can I give you a revelation right now, though? Don't beat yourself up because you had fear coming to your mind. The Bible doesn't say, it doesn't say that you'll never fear. As a matter of fact, fear is one of the things that is dressed more often in the Bible than anything else. The, I, don't, I don't know how many times I should have looked it up. The, the, the phrase fear not or be not afraid is in the Bible many, many, many times. Fear is something that everybody battles. But you don't have to lose the battle to fear. You don't have to succumb to it. That's why the Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear. He didn't say you'll never fear. 
He didn't say you'll never face things that make you afraid, but he said you don't have to succumb to the fear. You don't have to let fear paralyze you. And that's exactly what happened with Jehoshaphat. He did not let fear paralyze him, even when the enemy was greater than him. I'm trying to tell you this morning how to get how to get yourself into the valley of blessing. Look at Second Chronicles chapter 20, verses 3 and 4. And Jehoshaphat feared. Aren't you glad the verse doesn't end there? You're all waiting for me like and and aren't you glad that your story doesn't have to end in fear. You were not created to dwell in the valley of fear. As a matter of fact, David said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff. They comfort me. You don't have to live and dwell in the valley of fear. God wants you to live in the valley of blessing. But Jehoshaphat did fear, and sometimes you do fear. And when you do, this is what you need to do. Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast. I told you he let it spoiled his breakfast. Man, what a shame. That's a waste of pancakes. He proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. We need to do that more often. We ask help of the doctor, I'm not saying it's wrong to go to the doctor, but we ask help of the doctor or the drugstore or, or we ask help of, of the people at work or we ask help of, of all kinds of people before we ask help of the Lord. Why don't we ask him first? <laughs> and they asked, they gathered together to ask help of the Lord even out of all the cities of Judah. They came to do what? To seek the Lord. Listen, when you fear. When you face a battle, when you are staring right into the face of your enemy, just turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of this earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and love. Our theme of junior camp this year was shipwrecked, rescued by Jesus. Ever, anybody ever feel shipwrecked before? Like you're on a desert island all by yourself and there's no way off? <laughs> well, Jesus really is the answer. When I worry, Jesus rescues. When I fear, Jesus rescues. When I struggle, Jesus rescues. When I don't have the strength to fight any longer, Jesus rescues. When I'm going through stuff and I don't understand why I'm going through it, I don't see a way out, Jesus rescues. When I'm at, when the battle goes hard against me, Jesus rescues. When I am weak, Jesus rescues. When I feel powerless, Jesus rescues. You know what the Lord spoke to me this morning? He said, there's too many of my people who have gotten into a staring contest with the devil. You know what I mean by a staring contest? When you're in a staring contest, you're going up to somebody, and you're trying to stare them right in the eye, and they're trying to stare you down. He's trying to stare me down right now. Look, he took it as a challenge. Look at that. <laughs> Probably would have lost that one. He, yeah, he was, he was focused. <laughs> but what are you trying to do? The first one to blink or look away loses, Right? 
you're not supposed to stare the devil in the eye. You don't even need to see the devil's eyes. Because guess what? If you'll turn your eyes away from your problem or turn your eyes away from the devil or the enemy that's fighting against you and turn your eyes upon Jesus, you win. Come on, somebody. Stop staring at the enemy and look to Jesus. Stop looking at your problem and look to Jesus, the answer to your problem. Look at your neighbor and say, what you looking at? Get your other neighbor and say, look to Jesus. They say, don't look at me. I can't help you. You're beyond my help now. You need Jesus. <laughs> we can have some fun, can't we? So Jehoshaphat prayed, and they asked who for help? They asked God for help. James says that we have not because we ask not. Many times the reason that we do not get our victory is because we never bring our problem or our battle or our struggles to Jesus. Look at 2 Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 12. This is Jehoshaphat praying. He said, oh, our God, wilt thou not judge them? Look at this. He's, he's just laying it all out to Jesus. He's, he's just telling him exactly how he feels. For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do. Jehoshaphat said, I'm weak. The enemy is stronger than I am. And I have no idea what to do. But. He wasn't whining. He was just saying, Lord, <laughs> he's saying, Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> Our eyes are upon thee. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. The way to get to the valley of blessing is to look to Jesus, the one who gives the blessing. When you feel powerless and when you feel weak, Look to Jesus. His strength is made perfect in our weakness. So look to Jesus. When you don't know what to do, look to Jesus. He has the battle plan already laid out. He's already got it all figured out. He already knows what you need to do and what he's going to do. And if you'll just turn your eyes upon Jesus, he will show you how to get the victory. The Bible says he teaches my hands to war. And guess what? He's never lost a battle. Come on, somebody. Jesus, the God that I serve, has never lost a battle. Ever. Well, why do the people of God lose battles sometimes? You remember Ai? They went and they defeated Jericho. And they went out and they saw Ai. And they thought Ai is this little bitty town. They went and they looked at it. Oh, just send a couple thousand people over there. And, and you know, send a, send, you know, a few over there. And, and we'll get them because Jericho was so much bigger than them. And they went. They didn't consult the Lord. They just went. And what happened? The Bible says they had to turn their back and run. Now, God had already said you'll never, you, don't, you don't ever have to turn your back on them. You, you'll never turn your back to the enemy. The enemy, you're always going to defeat them. No enemy can stand against you. What happened? Well, there's two things that happened. Number one, they never consulted with God. 
And number two, they didn't hearken to the voice of the Lord because there was disobedience in the camp. The only battles that the people of God lose are those battles they try to fight without the Lord's help. Somebody say amen. The only battles that the people of God lose are those battles they try to fight without the Lord's help. So stop staring at your problem. Take your eyes off your enemy. The longer you stare at your enemy or the longer you dwell on your problem, the bigger it seems. I heard the Lord speak to me this morning, and, and, and he simply said, stop. And he was speaking to me because all yesterday I was stressed. Went to bed stressed. I was good all through junior camp, but I was stressed about that tree falling on my car. What am I going to do? What's going to happen? How's it going to be all, you know, how's it going to work out? I couldn't remember whether I had the gap coverage or not. I'm just like back and forth. I mean, I was stressing. Asked my wife. I was, she was trying to tell me, stop stressing. I'm not, I, she, you know, I, I, she's usually the one that stresses about stuff, and I'm trying to tell her to calm down, and here I am. I'm like, I was stressed, and, and even this morning I was stressed. And the Lord said, stop zooming in on your problem and zoom in on me. <laughs> I sat at my kitchen table this morning with tears running down my face. God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I let worry take over. I'm sorry that I put my eyes on the problem and didn't put my eyes on you. Jesus, I know you got it in control. I know you know what you're doing, so I'm turning my eyes to you, and I I give it all to you this morning. (laughs) So Jehoshaphat prayed, and as he prayed, the Spirit of God came upon a man named Jehaziel, and he gave them the battle plan. Look at 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verses 15 through 17. Jehaziel, the Bible says he stood, he said, Hearken ye all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem and thou King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, be not afraid. There we go again, right? Fear not. Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. This is what I want you to do. Tomorrow, go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and you shall find them at the end of the brook. Guess what? God knows where your, where your enemies are, too. You don't need to tell them where they're at. He knows where they're at. Before the wilderness of Jeruel. In verse 17, ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Now, if you were to open your Bible right now, and some versions do this, if it's an addition by the translators, that word will be in italics. That word need is in italics. Never saw this before till this morning. The word need is in italics. Really, it shouldn't be there. <laughs> this was a command, not just an encouragement. Ye shall not fight in this battle. He was commanding them. Not just that you don't need to, but don't. Ye shall not fight in this battle. Set yourselves. Stand ye still. Remember I told you Brother Cain didn't know what, my, what was in my notes, right? 
Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. So don't fear, Jehoshaphat. Fear is not part of God's plan. Do not be dismayed. In other words, don't worry, because worry is not part of God's plan either, by the way. As I had tears streaming down my face this morning, the Lord spoke to me and, 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 and reminded me of Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Be careful or anxious or, or worried for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto God. What? What was that, Wendy? I skipped something. We do that, though, don't we? We're pretty good at letting God know what we need, aren't we? We might be a little late sometimes in telling him after the fact, after we ask everybody else. But for the most part, I think we're pretty good about letting God know what we need. God, I need a miracle. I need the bills to be paid. God, I need a new car because a tree fell on my car. God, I need you to step up. God, I need a healing. I'm sick in my body. I need you to heal me. I need you to touch me. We're pretty good at that part, right? We forget those two little words right there. Because I think sometimes we read it, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, let your request be made known unto God. No, 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 there's two words we forget about. With what, Sister Wendy? With what, Brother Vernon? With what, Brother Cesar? With thanksgiving. We forget sometimes that as I'm praying and as I'm casting my cares on Jesus, I need to go ahead and thank the Lord a little bit. I need to go ahead and, and offer up an attitude of gratitude to Jesus because whether or not I get a new car, he's still good and he's already blessed me. And whether or not he heals my body, I'm still blessed. I'm still thankful and grateful and blessed. I am blessed already. I know I got needs, but Lord, I'm going to thank you anyway. And you know what? I prayed this when I said, God, thank you for counting me worthy to go through this trial because you wouldn't allow it to come on me if you didn't think that I was strong enough to handle it. Come on, somebody. Sometimes I got to remember to give Jesus some thanks, even in the midst of my battle, even in the midst of my struggles, even in the midst of my, my circumstances. I need to bless the Lord. In everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God and the peace of God. It happened in my kitchen table this morning. Almost like a rushing mighty wind. It came in so strong. I never felt peace come in so strongly. I mean, it was like whoosh. As soon as I lifted my hands and as soon as those tears began to fall, I said, God, I'm sorry. I give it all to you right now. And guess what? I thank you. As soon as I began to thank him for the trial, as soon as I began to rejoice, even in the midst of my tribulation, as soon as I began to count it all joy, even in the midst of my fiery trial, whoosh, the peace of God came into my mind. I feel it right now. The peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So the prophet told Jehoshaphat, don't worry. Just go on out against them. Some of us never get victory because we don't go out against the enemy. See, sometimes you've got to face your enemy. Now, you don't have to stare them down like we talked about a while ago. But sometimes you got to go ahead and face them. 
because you got to conquer them. He didn't tell Jehoshaphat not to do anything. He just said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. But some of us never get victory because we never actually face the enemy. We never, we never uh, look at our problems head on and take them on. The old saying says, God helps them that helps themselves. Sometimes I got to do some things before God, did, you know, because here, here's my philosophy is God's not going to do for me what I can do for myself. Come on now. God's not going to pray when I'm not praying. He's not going to he's not going to talk if I'm not listening. He can't order my steps if I'm not walking. Come on, somebody. The Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people, but he can't inhabit anything if I don't have any praise in my heart. Come on now. I got to do my part. I got to earn God's blessing. I got to earn his favor. I might not earn his salvation, but I got to earn his blessing. So he told them, the battle is not yours, but the Lord's. I feel this in the Holy Ghost right now. Some of you have been trying to fight a battle that's not yours to fight. That silence is confirmation. Listen to me. Some of you are fighting battles that you are not intended to fight. God's trying to get you to get out of the way and let him fight. Come on, somebody needs to receive that right now. I feel it so strongly right now. God is trying to tell you, get out of the way and let me do my thing. He said, I can't fight for you if you're in the way. This is, you need to understand this. God is getting ready to do something against your enemy that you're fighting against. Gosh, I double portion. But what he's getting ready to do, if you don't get out of the way, it's going to hurt you too. Therefore, he has held back. Come on. He's held back. And he's saying, I'm, I'm, I can't do it because you're in the way. You're fighting, but I need, I need to take out the enemy. But I can't. You're in the line of fire. Get out of the way and let me do it. I don't know who exactly that's for, but I know it's for somebody here this morning. Prophet told Jehoshaphat, you... Do not fight this battle because the Lord is going to fight for you. He said, stand still. Or in other words, hold your position. Watch me work and watch me fight. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand I feel in the Holy Ghost this morning, some of you have been fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting, and you're weary from the battle you came in here this morning, and you're just tired of fighting. You're just weary. You're tired of trying to do it on your own. You're, you've been fighting and fighting and fighting, and God is saying, all right, it's my turn now. Just step back and let me handle it. I'm getting ready to come in and fight on your behalf, and if I'm for you, who can be against you? I'm getting ready to step in on your behalf, so drop the sword, step back, stand still, and let me do my thing. Somebody clap your hands to the Lord right now. <laughs> Go ahead. Just stand. But standing doesn't necessarily mean doing nothing. Wait a minute, brother. You just told me to step back and drop the sword. <laughs> standing doesn't necessarily mean doing nothing. 
Look at 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verses 18 and 19. Jehoshaphat bowed with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord. What? Doing what? Worshiping the Lord. And the Levites of the children of the Kohathites and of the children of the Korites stood up to do what? Praise the Lord God of Israel with a what? With a what? With a what? There we go. With a loud voice on high. Standing still and seeing the salvation of God involves praise and worship. It's kind of like this. When we go to a sports arena, we cheer for our team while they're out there quote-unquote, fighting the battle, right? They're, they're out there playing basketball, and we're cheering our, our team on, and, 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 and we're, we're booing against the other team, and we're cheering, we're cheering our, our team on, right? If the Lord steps back, he's saying, why don't you cheer me on while I fight for you? Guess what? I think you run a little bit faster in a race if you got people cheering for you. I remember playing sports. I remember getting up to bat in the bottom of the last inning, and there was runners on base, and it was the last out, and it was my turn. And I, and I feel that crowd begin to begin to chant, and that crowd begin to clap, and that crowd begin to begin to get ready. And I remember hearing my dad cheering me on, saying, I know you can do it, son. Go ahead and get a hit. Go ahead and win the game. I remember being there and hearing that and feeling that, and your focus gets just a little bit better. I'm not saying God needs our help. But I think he, he goes a little bit harder for us when we praise him. Come on now. I believe. I believe that when I praise God, he fights a little bit more on my behalf. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Try to help somebody this morning to get to the valley of blessing. You may be in a battle right now, but there's a blessing on the other side of your battle. There is a blessing. There is victory on the other side of your battle. And the way to get from the battle to the blessing is to praise your way through the battle. Why don't you stand on your feet, clap your hands to the Lord right now, and begin to lift up Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. I feel like we need to take a praise break for a moment. God, go ahead and fight. I know that you're going to bring me victory. I give you glory for the victory that you're getting ready to give me. I give you praise for the healing that is already on its way. I give you praise for the blessing that is on the other side of my battle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If we can get our musicians to come, I'd appreciate it. I'm almost done. So while you're standing, just lift Jesus higher. Come on now. While you're standing, why don't you go ahead and magnify the Lord? While you're standing, why don't you bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Because this is what happened when they began to bless the Lord. Look at this, 2 Chronicles chapter 20. And we're, we're done with the message. But we're getting ready to do things just a little bit differently this morning. We're going to praise the Lord, Sister Sarah. We're going to praise the Lord this morning. Sister Marie, you might have to help us out. Is she in here? I don't know where she's at. Okay. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verses 21 and 22. When he had consulted, when Jehoshaphat had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord that should, that should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army. And to say, praise the Lord. 
for his mercy endureth forever. And when they began, everybody say began. When they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten as soon as they began to sing and as soon as they began to praise God began to fight on their behalf and I believe this morning that there's getting ready to be a spiritual transaction as we play as we praise the Lord as Sister Sarah plays and as our praise singers sing I believe that as we begin to praise and as we begin to sing God is getting ready to step up on your behalf and begin to fight for you so stop working and stop fretting over what's going on in your life and the battle you're facing because God says if you'll praise me I will give you victory and I will take you right into the valley of blessing you won't even have to fight this battle if you'll just praise me I'll fight praise singers can you go ahead and lift up Jesus with us right now everybody you can come down here if you want to you can stay at your seat but let's bless the Lord for a little while this morning your victory is in your praise Let's praise him. Where he leads me, I will find. Oh, hallelujah. I love Jesus. Do you love him? He loves me. Because he surely loves you. I love him right now. Let him fight. 